Welcome to The Kate Show, a weekly marketing podcast for interior designers and home stagers. Hosted by author, entrepreneur, and marketing consultant, Kate the Socialite. Each week, you'll learn helpful tips on how to make social media easier, how to grow your mailing list, and how to simplify every area of marketing and advertising your business. With her blunt, no-fluff approach, Kate stands up for business owners who want real results in their marketing, but have limited time or resources. And now, please welcome your host, Kate the Socialite. Hello, everyone, and welcome to The Kate Show. Let me ask you guys a question. When was the last time you updated or rewrote your bio? So this bio is likely on your website, on your about page, and you probably have also used it anytime you've been featured in a magazine or a blog, something like that. So it's actually pretty darn important that you have a good about page, a good bio for your business because that is part of your brand. Now, I have rewritten a lot of bios in my day, including my own, because as we grow and change as business owners and as people, we need to make sure that bio is relevant. So before I dive in to the four different elements that your bio needs to have, let's talk about the purpose of your bio. The purpose of your bio is threefold. The first purpose is for you to show your humanity. So you need to be a real person. Don't hide behind flowery language. Don't talk like a textbook. And always, always write your bio in first person. One of the biggest mistakes I see designers, stagers, and workroom owners make is their bios are so stiff, like an overly starched and ironed stocking, if anyone does that these days. And it's so uncomfortable. It is black and white. There is no color for personality. There is no way for people to actually relate to you that way. And actually, this is the second purpose of your bio, be relatable. You must use your bio as a tool. It's not just a vomiting of words on a page and all those words are about you. No, that's another mistake that people make in their bio is thinking it's actually all about them. In reality, your bio is about the people you are trying to reach. So it's important that you be relatable. And I'm going to teach you exactly how you can be relatable in a few minutes. Now, the third purpose of your bio is to build trust and rapport. It's very important for anyone who is considering hiring you or engaging in your services in any way to be able to trust you and to understand your personality, your sense of humor, because perhaps this person who is considering hiring you wants to make sure that they'll get along with you, especially if they want to contract you for a long-term project like designing an entire new home or remodeling a large home. That is an ongoing relationship and I'm always happy to hear when designers tell me they often become friends with the homeowners that they spend this much time with during these long projects. But wouldn't it be cool if you could start facilitating that friendship from square one, from the very moment someone reads your bio for the first time? Now, 
Before I dive into those four elements of a rockin' bio, let me tell you a few things you need to avoid at all costs. Now, I did say make sure you write your bio in first person because writing it in third person is just so canned and so unrelatable. It just isn't, it's an immediate turnoff to be quite honest. But the other thing you need to be careful about is making sure you do not start monologuing about your affiliations, your education, or your awards. Now, I'm not saying that you shouldn't talk about those things, but all you need to do is make a simple reference. That's it. Do not have a paragraph about why you joined ASID. Are you promoting ASID or yourself here? You need to get clear. Make sure that you don't go off on a tangent about your education because quite honestly, your ideal client doesn't care if you have a design degree or not. What they care about is whether or not you can help them. So keep a simple sentence for each one. List your awards, list your education or your experience if you prefer, and leave it at that. If you would like to mention that you're part of ASID or the NKBA, that's okay, but make sure you understand that your clients have no clue who those organizations are or why they're relevant or why they matter at all. Because quite honestly, those organizations are for your industry. They are not necessarily for the end user, the homeowner. So don't harp on those things. Keep the focus where it needs to be on showing your humanity, being relatable, and building trust. Now, let's dive into the four components that your bio needs in order to be successful. Number one, start with the story of you. This is a very important part because it sets the foundation for the rest of your bio and it also creates a first impression for your potential client. So when you are talking about your story, make sure that it's personal. Talk about your upbringing. What was your family situation like? Even if your family situation was not ideal, share it. You don't have to go into all the dirty details, but it is completely okay for you to be honest because chances are someone reading that will totally relate to how you were brought up. Now, it doesn't matter if you're 22 years old, fresh out of design school, or you're 52 years old. This matters and it says a lot about you. So talk about your upbringing. Talk about where you lived when you were a child. Talk about the mentors that you had who spurred you onward toward greatness and talk about the interests or the hobbies that you had throughout your childhood. Then talk about your life right now, where you live, if you have a spouse, if you have children or pets, or even if you don't, you can share that and you can even share why, because it makes you come across as a more well-rounded person. This is a section where you can also briefly mention any relevant education or experience that you have as it relates to this field and as it relates to your client. Don't, however, make a long, huge paragraph about it because like I said, at the end of the day, people are not interested in hearing about that. The next piece of your bio, part two, is the story of your business. This is where the hardcore branding really comes into play. 
So talk about why you started your business. The why is very important. People do not take the huge task of starting a business for no reason. We take it on because we have a passion, because something is spurring us onward, driving us, pushing us. So share what that is. Then talk about how long you've been in business. Now, if you just started your business, you can leave this part out. I do not want anyone to think less of you if you've only been in business for about six months. But what you can do here is talk about any previous careers you may have had, because chances are your past experience culminated into something that is going to make you a great designer, a great workroom, a great stager. So make sure you keep those important parts of your story included. Now, you can also add in what problems or obstacles did you have to overcome in order for your business to grow? If you're just getting started, you can talk about the long process of getting that education and how badly you wanted it and how proud you are of yourself that you have achieved it. Now, we're not going into details harping about exactly what you learned in school, but we're talking about your personal experience and reflection on that education. But if you have been in business for a little bit, then you're going to be able to look back on the past few years or decades and see the obstacles that you did have to overcome, and you can share those because, again, that makes you human. Lastly, talk about what you really love about your business. Is it the smile that your clients get on their faces when they see the design board for the first time? Or is it the happy tears that you see on their faces when the project is revealed and they finally get their home back? Does that fill you with joy? Share the joy-filled parts of your business. That completes the second section of your bio. Hello, my listeners. I just wanted to pop in here quick and let you know that The Kate Show was recently named an iTunes Top 200 Podcast. This came as a surprise to me because I am pretty new to the podcasting world, but I am so humbled and so thrilled that on average, 3,000 of you listen in every single month. So because of that, The Kate Show is now accepting advertisers and sponsors. And if you are interested in working with us in this way, we view it as a long-term collaboration. So if you're interested, head over to katethesocialite.com and click on the podcast section in the menu. There you'll find the different advertising options available to you. And just as a heads up, We, meaning me and my team, are very selective about who we allow on the show as a guest, an advertiser, or a sponsor, so you will have to complete an application process. This is because we value our audience so much that we have no intention of spamming them with ads or promoting things that really wouldn't be a good fit for them. But if you have a product or service that would serve the home industry, make their lives easier, and empower them to run their businesses more efficiently, we should definitely have a chat. So head over to KateTheSocialite.com and click on the podcast in the menu. Hey, interior designers. How much time are you currently spending creating floor plans, furniture arrangements, or sourcing product, or creating mood boards? 
Well, here's the good news. You do not have to keep spending many, many precious hours of your time on these things that you could actually hand off to someone else. Now, I'm not suggesting that you hire an employee or that you add another person to your in-house team because that's not always a good fit for everyone. From a legal and tax standpoint, having an employee can be expensive and it can also be risky, which is why I am really excited to introduce you guys to my friend Brittany Elms of My Design Assistant. So Brittany specializes in virtual assistant services exactly and specifically for interior designers so that you can spend more time growing your business, your brand, and getting the publicity that you deserve without spending hours creating those mood boards or sourcing those products. Because we know these things are very important to your design process, but the good news is it doesn't all have to be done by you. So if you're ready to take your business to the next level and start outsourcing things that you don't necessarily have to have your hands in, go over to mydesignassistant.com, check out Brittany's services, her reviews, and book a time with her online. Head over to mydesignassistant.com to get started. All right, let's get started with part three of your bio. So now that you've told the story of you and the story of your business, it's time to tell the story of your clients. So in this section, which could often just be the third paragraph, you get to talk about who your favorite type of client is and why. So you can describe someone in a particular life situation like bachelors or stay-at-home moms or professional women or startup entrepreneurs. Whatever detail you can give will help people read that and be like, oh, that's me. Or even if they're not that person exactly, if it's someone they aspire to be, they will be even more attracted to you because of that. Because now you're not just the designer, you're the dream maker. Next, talk about what projects you really get excited about. This will not alienate you from doing other types of projects, but it will help you be specific and give your potential clients concrete examples of what you can do Plus, it really helps the client to know that you are completely head over heels with what you do and how you do it for them. So if kitchen design is just your jam and you love it, talk about it. Talk about the different design elements that get you all up in arms if they're not done right. Talk about the best part of the design process for you and make sure to add as much detail as possible because this paints the picture. It creates an emotional experience for whoever is reading your bio and you get to decide whether or not that is a positive emotional experience. So tell your story with grace and even talk about how you handle bumps in the road because those will happen with any design project. And this also gives you a chance to showcase your troubleshooting abilities. Next, talk about how your clients feel after working with you or while working with you. You could even compare it to how they felt before when they were trying to do something all on their own. Like let's say they've been trying to sell their home for a while and it just wouldn't move for some reason, even though this market is hot right now. 
but as soon as you came in and staged it, it sold in like two days. Well, that's a very stark before and after as far as their emotional state. So it is great if you can showcase that in your bio. From there, talk about your exact services. So this is an opportunity for you to say, oh, by the way, I offer full service interior design, color consultation, designer for a day or design shopping. Whatever your packages are, lay them all out succinctly. Don't go on a long monologue about it, but just say, hey, this is what I have to offer. Now that you know who I am, where I came from, the why behind my business, and why I love doing what I do and why I love doing it for this type of person specifically, now I can tell you exactly what I have to offer. And let me tell you, people will care. And that's the whole point. You want people to care. You want people to understand that you are a human with a heart and that you are worthy of their trust. So after you've listed those services, then you get to do what a lot of people forget to do, and that is add a call to action. A call to action is a statement or a question that tells people exactly what you want them to do next. Because if you take time to craft a bio that has all the pieces I just laid out for you, but you leave off the call to action, you're going to lose sales. You're going to miss projects and that would be a shame. So your call to action or CTA, which is the acronym we use in marketing, just has to include that statement or that question. So it could be, Ready to get started? Click here to book a consultation with us. And that works whether you're a designer, a stager, or a workroom. Now, if you are a workroom and you work specifically with interior designers, you are to the trade, you are not retail, then you may be able to word that differently and say, click here to fill out the work order for your project. And that would be great too, because you're immediately having this person who would potentially pay you take immediate action. Don't send them somewhere else on your website where they can get distracted or confused. Send them directly to your either schedule a consultation page or contact us page so that they get straight through your pipeline and you can get a new project out of it. Now one piece of your bio we haven't discussed yet are the images. It's good to include several images of yourself and if you can avoid the typical realtor headshot pose that would be great but if that's all you have right now then believe me it's better than nothing. Make sure that you're not using a selfie or something that is blurry, grainy, poorly lit, or outdated. So your headshot needs to be pretty relevant and taken within the last five years. So make sure that you look about the same way now as you did in that photo otherwise people will be very confused when they meet you and that will lower your trust score a little bit so make sure that you update that bio with current photography and like i said you can use multiple photos lifestyle ones are best such as ones that show you at home or on the job and if you can show both areas of your life like that it helps to increase that trust factor because people see you as the human and as the professional and they start to associate both of those as being one brand, as being one person. 
which helps them feel much more comfortable reaching out to you for a consultation because they'll feel like they already kind of know you. Secondly, you can also include certain photos of your work in your bio. Now don't make it distracting so that it's all about your portfolio, but choose one or two of your favorite images and include them down by where you're talking about the story of your business or the story of your clients. And make sure that you keep the photos of you up by where you're talking about yourself because you want to make sure, just like with any storybook, the photos are in the right places at the right times. If you'd like to see an example of a bio, head over to katethesocialite.com and click on the about page. I am not being a hypocrite here. I had to rewrite my entire bio and I had to find relevant images of myself and my family. So just so you know guys, I am practicing what I preach here and it has helped people get to know me even before they have initial conversations with me, which helps a lot because then they are more receptive to my advice and they're more willing to work with me because they've seen how far I've come in my business and they understand that I truly do have a heart for the industry and for their very specific pain points. And for those of you who are wondering, I wanted to make an episode like this because I know there is a lot of education in this industry about what a bio should look like and a lot of that advice seems to conflict with each other. So it's up to you how your bio looks. You don't have to listen to me, you can certainly listen to someone else, but I am presenting this to you because this is a proven method I have used for myself and for my clients when trying to develop that trust and be relatable, especially on your website, because it's really easy for us to go into cold corporate mode whenever we write a piece of marketing material. We tend to use first person, we use we instead of I if we are speaking in first person, and it just removes us from the situation so far that it's no wonder we'd have a less than powerful brand. So I want you guys to take this into consideration and take it with a grain of salt because bio creation is not a one size fits all strategy. There is not just one right way to do it, but this is a right way that I have found and I wanted to share it with you. So if you end up revamping your bio, would you let me know? Join the Marketing for Home Pros Facebook group just search marketing for home pros and I'll make sure you get added and let me know if you are struggling with your bio or if you're not sure if you should include certain parts. I do give lots of free advice in that group because I want to make sure you guys have the best possible marketing strategy out there and the good news is marketing your business in the home industry doesn't have to be expensive and it doesn't have to stress you out. So make this simple change and then see if the other pages on your website need to be adjusted to match the new voice, the new verbiage that you created on your bio page. And let me tell you, once you do that, once you change the verbiage all over your site, it is going to have a profound impact on the number of people who convert from leads to projects as a result just of your web pages. 
So guys, that is all I have for today. I hope to see you in the Marketing for Home Pros Facebook group. And if you're looking for more marketing help that won't cost you a dime, head over to katethesocialite.com and click on freebies in the menu. Thanks for listening to The Kate Show. Please hit the subscribe button and share this episode with a business bestie who needs to grow her interior design or home staging firm. To inquire about our products and services, please visit us at katethesocialite.com. Until next time, keep your marketing simple and your message clear.